right where we left off. Yeah, exactly. Back to square one. So I can't say that I haven't been playing anything, because I have been playing things. It's just the same old BS. Yeah. Same old song and dance. I'm so my uh, my current goals are in life are monetize <clears throat> monetize ESO, um, garner more interest in Chrono Trigger, which that's a sin me even saying that, but I'm struggling for some reason. And yeah. I randomly picked up Resident Evil Remake again and started playing it once I realized I needed to stop being a piece of crap and following a guide and just enjoy the game and I'm enthralled with it again. So that's good. I I couldn't remember if we talked about that because you did buy it right when it came out, yep. right? I bought it and then I got up to the first save point and I did everything like the perfect way in like the perfect amount of time and, you know, do this, pick up this, you know, let Barry save you, this kind of like the different things like that. And I was like, Alex, stop, just play the game. <laughs> so I had a nice, good, just did whatever I want, save sitting the other day. And it was really great. And one of the, one of the biggest things that I'm constantly worried about is, and it sucks, are the crimson heads. Yeah. Because they, they are truly, they're like traumatic. That They are... <laughs> What's the, they're dreadful. I, I walk around dreading that I'm going to encounter one. And I just, it, it's so stupid because I have so many resources. I could not, I couldn't run out of ammo or health, especially health if I tried to, but it's just the way I've always, like I'm always hoarding in Resident Evil games. And um, the, the one thing that is tough to go back to the old Resident Evils with, of course, more so this one, only because there's there are more unknown factors to me because it's been so long since I played it. Whereas I know the actual original game, like the back of my hand, is the inventory system, and mm-hmm. they, they made a they made a good call in four when it was still you know menu based and you could carry way more than than was practical in real life. Who cares? It's a video game, but it's what you know the items are weighted differently. Like a shotgun takes up a hell of a lot more room than an herb, and uh-huh. and similarly. Having keys taking up a space in your inventory is pretty brutal. So that's the one thing that sucks. But I just need to play it and enjoy it. Because that's what I did last time and it was great. I never got to the point where zombies started coming back as Crimson Heads. Uh-huh. Um, but I knew about it. Mm-hmm. So, like, the little bit of time that I did spend with that, any time I killed a zombie, I would freak out and, like, do everything possible to burn to it. Burn it. Yeah, it's the way they it's so great because the way they get up once they've turned is so unnatural looking. They just like in a creepy way, not a cheesy way. They just like bolt up and it makes this noise and it's it's harrowing. It's a good experience. So they they don't you don't see them as crimson heads until you come until back it's too to late. Where a, well, no, to, like, where you killed one before. They're not just getting up at some weird point and wandering around and surprising you? That is correct. It, it's oh. where a corpse was. Although, I'm pretty certain if you walk into a room and you look at the corpse, I think you can tell if it's turned. Because I sw- unless it was just the lighting in the room, where it recently happened to me, I walked in, and he looked very red on the ground. And I was like, hmm. you know, I was like, is he just alive as a regular zombie, or... Is he crimson? And I walked past, and that's when they did that springboard off the ground thing. But, uh, yeah, I mean, like, technically the kerosene is limited also, and then right. there's the there's my fear of having to run back to places. Like, I can't stand, oh, I just killed him. I'm going to go all the way back to that one save room and fill my canteen. And plus, yep. 
plus your canteen and your lighter take up a space in your inventory. You know what I mean? So more inventory was, but uh, it, it's, all of these reasons why yeah. I did not like playing this game. <laughs> well, see, I, I know for and for you, the biggest thing, especially with the ori- original, was were the as you uh, put it, tank controls. But since that's what I started out on, yeah, it's never that's never been a um, an issue for me. But like it, you know me, I would love for them to make another one like that, but they probably never will. It totally wasn't just the tank controls. It it absolutely was about having to run back and forth. Um, just to manage your inventory, having limited saves, all of that bullshit. I hated it. I gotcha. Well, yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely, I don't think it's everybody's cup of tea. And yeah. that's sort of why I'm struggling right now, because I only played it one time, and I'm trying to remember, okay, exactly where do I go? What do I do? How do I minimize my amount of trips back and forth from places? And that's why the original game is, since it's such a no-brainer thing to me, all of those are non-factors to me. Inventory space, where do I save? You know, it's I can play that game blindfolded. So <laughs> that definitely makes a difference when you know what's going on. And then one could argue that that sucks then if you're playing it for the first time. Yeah. But that's what I have going on right now. I wanted the, to get uh, into this earlier, but okay. this is the 2v1 podcast. I'm Josh. <laughs> oh, wow. Simon jumping in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, look at him dropping it on us. Join with Nick and Alex, who I both appreciate very much. Thank you for being here. Indeed. <laughs> You're so welcome. <laughs> yes, that was a fine inter- inter- uh, introduction, Josh. That's all I'm going to say this entire episode, though. Okay, well, that's good. You too. That works out for all of us. Finish it off. Yeah. The uh, I have one <laughs> last thing on the Resident Evil thing. Um, How you said they, like, springboard up, Alex. Yeah. Uh, that reminds me the first time I encountered a regenerator in Resident Evil 4. Mm-hmm. They were the scariest thing I th- I thought in that game. I agree I with you. When I first played it. Especially the just unearthly noises. And the way they moved. Yeah. And all a- of again, the... Again, unnatural is the word for yeah, it. Yeah. All of the I attacks mean... that they had. Yep. Like, zombies are unnatural, but, you know, they shamble along the way that you would picture them to do it. But it's like, I guess it's the erratic movements of, like, regenerators. That was creepy. Yeah, and and, uh, the first time, the first time I actually tried to take one down, this was before knowing about the thermal scope and having to shoot specific points on them to kill them. Sure. I wasted a ton of ammo on one of them. Just pouring shells yeah. into them. Yes, and I and I I got it down on the ground, and I was like, "Okay, I think I actually killed it." And I went to run by it, and it <laughs> flopped off of the ground and launched at me. And I was just like, "Oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> what do I have to do?" Yeah, like you literally can't kill them. <laughs> That's so good. Crazy. I'm trying to I'm trying to think of the the scariest video game character that I've encountered over the years off the top of my head. Like what? Who or what just really got under my skin? The worst thing for me was in Amnesia. The, uh... I don't know if you remember, Josh. It was down in the, like, dungeon part where there were corpses everywhere. Mm -hmm. And the one thing was stalking you. And I went to open a door, and it was right behind the door. (laughs) And I didn't expect it to be there. That was the scariest thing ever, because it was hard to get away from. For me. That that one instance was scary, but 
what about character wise yeah i guess that's not really the character itself i don't know yeah char- character wise i'll have to think about that myself josh but i can think of two different kinds of enemies off the top of my head coincidentally both of them from resident evil you guys probably can figure out the first one nemesis oh and yeah <clears throat> it's 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 a combination of a the fear of dying and b the fear of him and the way he moves toward you and charges at you so he is he scares me as a whole and then there's an, the other kind of fear from characters, which is just, God, it's going to kill me and I'm going to have to retry. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. I, actually, I can use this as a good example because another thing I've been playing a lot lately, guess what I'm back to playing with Tommy? Resident Evil. Mercs. Mercs, yeah. Yep, because it's so amazing. So we're And we're playing it on five, and um, which is great because eventually we're going to be able to do that on Xbox One when we download it as an original title. Oh, that's it's under right. our gamer tech. Yeah, pretty cool. But uh, there's one of the levels called the mines there's a reaper and it's like this real disgusting insectoid thing and basically if you get too close to it it kills you automatically and it it gives me that feeling of being afraid and i squeal like a girl if it gets too close <laughs> but mm-hmm. i'm not afraid of it like i am nemesis as a character you know what i mean yeah it's just sense. extremely irritating because we might we might be having an incredible round and then oh and then all of a sudden we you know, he'll grab me and then both of us, it'll be funny. Tommy might be thinking everything's going well. And all of a sudden I show up on his screen getting impaled a dozen times by this thing. So <laughs> good times. But yeah, I'm still playing Marks. Imagine that. Do you know, I, I, I would imagine they would be, but what are the chances those aren't going to be backwards compatible? Because <laughs> it isn't um, every I don't game. Know, that's a good question. That would be really annoying because that would render my... 360 all but completely unnecessary which i would still keep it but as long as i have access to elder scrolls and mercs that's really all i use on it anyways so yeah i haven't i haven't played mine other than vanquish which i hope that's backwards compatible so people can play it (laughs) yeah strangely on the same subject as resident evil but a new one got announced Um, a new resident evil it's it's not like a typical Resident Evil. It's it's a it's a shooter. It's a team based shooter. So it's essentially I think that's what Mercs is, right, Alex? I've never played it. Oh, um, yeah, it's 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 the third person over the sh- uh, shoulder shooter. Yeah, that's so, what Raccoon so City was. They're launching an entire Correct. team based shooter like that. It's called Umbrella Core, but it's only oh, for the what, PS4, whatever. I think. I watched a trailer for it. it. It looks it looks surprisingly good. That's that's fine. You know what? For all. By all rights, Operation Raccoon City was a terrible game, but I still enjoyed playing it. But the thing that I still have a problem with is, and this isn't just with this franchise, there's a ton of different franchises, stop calling it Resident Evil. Mm -hmm. Stop putting Metroid on the title of a game where you're playing Halo's version of Ricochet. Well, this this one actually is not called Resident Evil. It's just called... Oh, well, that's a little bit better. It's just called Umbrella Corps. That's it. Okay, I'm okay with that. To me, that's almost like a brand new thing. Then yeah, and it it might be. It looks. I mean, it it, it looks like a normal Resident Evil game, but as a, a team based shooter. Well, whatever. With I'm, zombies I'm floating excited. around still. So I'm excited about a, a quasi new thing. Then that's that's cool. That's fine. A spin off. Too bad you won't be able to play it <laughs> until you get a PS4. PS4. Yeah. No, that's all right. I mean, it. I'm a little surprised. I, you know what? 
I would love to have the problem of a system seller. That would be a good problem to have. Yeah. It won't happen, though. <laughs> no, that doesn't sound like a game. Even though you're interested in Resident Evil, that does not sound like a system seller at all. No, I don't think so. Last of Us Remastered is. Yeah. <laughs> yes, sure. <laughs> sure. I do want to play Uncharted, but um, I won't buy a PS4 for that. You mean the new one? Yeah. Yeah, no. It'll probably be eight hours long. <laughs> they just showed multiplayer for it the other day, but I never. I don't think I ever played the Uncharted multi. Uh, no, I didn't either, but I'm glad the, I didn't because the shooting sucked. The thing, <laughs> the thing I have most interest in on PS4 would probably be Until Dawn. Oh, man. Yep. I, I've been watching. I've seen a decent amount of that. Um, It looks... It it's cool. Like it it's just a fun, stupid, campy horror movie, basically. Yeah. Rocket League. Yeah, Rocket League's awesome. There's DLC coming out for it soon. Mm-hmm. And there's talks about making a movie and TV show out of it, which is so which strange. Extremely strange. I feel like I, that's a really I, bad idea. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't even know how that could work. But I think most ideas are bad today. Yeah, <laughs> nothing, <laughs> nothing new statement. and original. Most Sweeping ideas. generalization. <laughs> yeah. Nick, what have you been playing? Just Metal Gear. How's that been? It's truly incredible. I love it so much. I have like 40 hours in it. Oh my, um, that's awesome. Oh, what it's and I got, I still got plenty to go. Um, a, a, an average I've been hearing a lot is like 80 to 100. Um, for 100%, like all side. I don't think that's 100%. Or... I think 100% is going to take a lot longer. And I, I actually don't really know what contributes to 100%. Um, let's check how long to beat. Because I, uh, I'm about 30 main missions in. So I think I'm nearing the end of the actual, like, campaign. But uh, in terms of side missions, I think I've done like 40 out of 150 or Ooh, something geez. crazy. How long to beat says 34 hours for the main story and 118 oh. for completionist. Oh, okay. So like, so my time is because I've spent a lot of time doing side stuff, mm -hmm. um, which is worth doing and it's fun. And Are it, you following the story at all? Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's just told differently, mm -hmm. but I know I know what's going on. It's 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 weird. I mean, I just got to a pretty weird point in the game that uh, again, it added another kind of like micromanaging system that you had to worry about, and it was pretty nerve wracking. Uh, and you also had to do a couple missions as fast as possible, which also was kind of interesting. Do you have anything negative to say about it so far? No, not at all. Okay. That's what I'd be more interested in hearing. Yeah, no, I have no negative anything. Um, I could rack my brain probably and find something to that's annoying, but not really. Cutscene-wise, is it? There, there's there hardly any, any. long ones? No, there, no there's, there's hardly any. Like, there, there will be little... Every time you start a main mission... It'll do the whole, like, episode kind of thing, like it did mm -hmm. in Ground Zeroes. 
where it'll like introduce everything. Um, but I wouldn't even consider that a cutscene. It's pretty much the same every time. And then occasionally when you finish a main mission, if it's like an important one with like a person of interest or something, it'll have like little cutscenes. But this far in, like 30 missions in, there really hasn't been that many at all. It's all most of the story is told through you told to you through your conversations with people. So just like everybody was saying, that's what it's like. Have you been playing it uh, more like a stealth approach or always running and gunning? Yeah, no, always. Um, I, I like doing that. I like feeling lethal. Like that's my favorite part. When stealth is done well in a game, I like being, I like being that character that you don't see coming ever, and you're like this presence to be feared because that you hear people like talking about big boss too like you'll hear the soldiers being like did you hear he stole all these people and he's around and blah 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 they can't do anything about it it's just like really cool to do an entire mission without setting off a single alert and like wiping everybody out i love it like i just did one today one i did one that was really crazy there's these um there's these enemies that are like super super powerful called the skulls and uh for the most part you always have to fight them like you can't you can't avoid them in the one mission i did today that featured them i was actually able to avoid them the entire time and i ended up taking out like this entire base i had to sneak by the skulls themselves and not like alert them and like get out of the uh mission area and it was it just it was such a satisfying feeling I thought I was going to get an S rank on the mission too, but I didn't. I got an A. I'm sorry. Uh, it doesn't matter. I don't I don't care. It it feels good to get an S rank. I've got a couple of them, but for the most part, I think it only gives you more money. So it's it's not a big deal. Has it turned into a shooting gallery at all? No. No. I mean, if you set off an alert with without hardly taking out any of the people, then, I mean, they, they swarm you. It, it mm -hmm. gets tough. And you die pretty quick because you're supposed to be, for the most part, sneaking. Like, you can run, a, run and gun if you want and be fine. You just have to be behind cover and stuff. Is health treated the same way as it was in Ground Zero? No. Oh, wait. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, I thought you were going to ask, like, previous games. No, it's, um, it's, like, it's like most shooters now. Like, your screen gets red and... Mm -hmm. Eventually, it goes away. Or if you get hurt too much at one point, you can apply that foam stuff. That, that does not happen that often. You you either die or heal up. Like, I've only had to do that, that thing that where it brings up the prompt to heal yeah. yourself. I've only had to do that probably, like, twice. Yeah, I've only, I only did it once in Ground Zeroes, so I didn't even know if it'd be in that. Yeah, it is. If you fall from too high of a height, you'll break your leg, and that's one of them. Um, the other one, yeah, like it, that's the only one I've seen actually, because I've fallen too from too high of a height a few times. Never, never got shot too much. I, I either, I usually just die if I'm getting shot that much. Well, I'm looking forward to starting it. I plan on doing that today. 
It's seriously I got so through, cool. Got now, do you actually plan on starting it today, or are you like me and you say it and you're not going to do it? Oh, no, no. I'll, I'll start it either today <laughs> or tomorrow for sure. That's awesome. Because I, I beat Ground Zeroes and extracted all the POWs this week, so I'm ready to start it. That, that only took me like, I think, three hours to do everything in Ground Zeroes. Yeah, it's, it's, not a, it's still not a big time investment if you want to do that. <laughs> There was one mission where you had to extract two guys you were supposed to kill that gave me a little bit of mm-hmm. an issue. But other than that, it wasn't bad. I, f- I forgot. I haven't. I played Ground Zeroes when it came out on the PS4, like, way back when. I forgot how messed up those games get. Yeah, they are. They're super like, messed up. The, the bomb and the... Yeah. Alex, I forget, Alex. Did you play it? Ground Zeroes? Yeah. No. Okay. Yeah, that's why I didn't want to say anything. That's going to wet my appetite before uh, Phantom Pain. Which is going to happen... Never. (laughs) (laughs) It'll happen, but it'll be a while. There's no doubt about it. Well, what is your your game plan with games? Do you have anything coming up you're looking forward to? What's holding you back? I do a lot of other things in my spare time. (laughs) I don't know, dude. I just... I... I'm tied up a bunch of, a lot of the time, so I just I seldom sit down and just make you know those huge multiple hour session chunks that I know you're famous for. Like I I rarely do that anymore, but I would love I love for that to happen with like Fallout for example. Well, then Halo is also right around the corner. Yeah, H- Halo and Fallout, but I mean Halo is just multi for me. Like I don't care about the campaign. The mm-hmm. Uh, the idea of Fallout coming out and consuming me, like the way the last time that I had a single player experience where I was pouring hours and hours into it and I couldn't wait to make progress and do 100% of everything was, I, it's crazy, but I think it was Lightning Returns. <laughs> so, I mean, even even though Dark Souls was obviously way better, um, I don't, I'm not sure I had quite as... It certainly didn't beat the sessions that I had with Lightning Returns, as far as playtime goes. You, so, you also just completed Dark Souls. Like, you didn't spend time. That part's true. It's not like I did everything there was yeah. to do. But that's, that's what's so amazing about, about Dark Souls, is just completing it. Like, you already feel like you accomplished more than you did in the past year. Maybe even in real life. <laughs> <laughs> so... It's it's extremely rewarding, regardless of what level of completion you're at. It's a resume item. Yes, it is. I I beat I hung with Dark Souls. I still need to finish the other two DLC in Scholar of the First Sin. You have I need to you have them both. Play the second game. Yeah, I um I have them. It can't wait. What do you mean, Josh? The DLC. Yeah, they, you bought that's them? what Scholar of the First Sin includes. All. Oh, of them. that's right. Yeah. Yeah. The reissue thing. Yeah. I, I did I, I did one of them and it's and it's done. I just haven't got around to doing the other ones cuz all Witcher and now Phantom Pain have derailed anything. Any other bigger game like that. I'll tell you another thing, Josh, I need to get uh I need to get Dexter out of my life. I need to get through that. How much more do you have? It can't be much. I actually right after this podcast, I'm probably going to finish the season finale of five. So, and unfortunately, I'm probably going to rewatch six through eight just because I'm on a. Oh my god! Really? Job. But didn't you just watch? Yeah, those? but here's the thing: I will be able to multitask. What I'll probably end up doing is is snapping it 
and then playing like Elder Scrolls or something where I don't need to hear audio. Because I'll say this, technically, there are at least a handful, and no, I would say at least 10 episodes between 6 and 8 that I didn't see. Because when Amber was finishing it, she was sort of just trucking uh. through it, and I was watching with her every time we were together, but in the event that we weren't together and she watched like one episode, I didn't watch it in my own time. So there will be some that are new to me, even though I know what happens and what develops. Some of it will still be new to me. But one other comment on season five, the first half of it was horrible. I actually ended up loving the second half of it. Hmm. So that's I, another I don't thing. I, I don't know. I had such a different Dexter experience from you, Nick. I just, I, I really can't complain too much about it. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it totally matters that you weren't there from the beginning. <laughs> yeah, and it's and it's so weird. I just think, I think I got lucky and I watched it the quote right way. Like that must be the formula for I, Dexter. Start start mid sixth season and then rewatch. Yeah, it. I don't know. I mean, I I Ridiculous. can't say for sure, but I think if I had seen some of the later seasons first, I would have really not cared. Yeah, I don't know. It just really does it for me. It it uh I never had an issue with Dexter. I don't know. The series finale wasn't great, but I I enjoyed it for the most part. I didn't like that it got away from him being the focus. Like it, he is not the focus in most of that show. I don't feel like like he is and isn't. They spend too much time on other characters. Yeah, I'll certainly say that. He's more of the focus in one and two than any others. Yeah. So I get that. And then um, after I read some of the books too, uh, I think I I think I started reading the books like maybe after season three. After I saw like where the the actual writer of the the series like who thought up the idea was going, and then where the show was going, I was like. Yeah, I don't know why they went so, so far away, because the books are just, they're weird. Like, they're weird in a good way. Like, they're more intriguing, and they're more about specifically Dexter. Isn't there one entire book that has to deal with him, like, battling a demon yes. or something? Yes, like, there's a supernatural aspect to it, which, that that book was kind of hard to read. In all seriousness, because it was so strange. It was the only one that I saw that wasn't really reviewed as well as the others. Yeah, and and I, I would say, like, it's it was hard to read. Like, it it wasn't really enjoyable. The idea of it was really interesting, though. And like, yeah, that's and, and uh, his um, I I don't even know if he even mentions it in the show. Maybe in the first season, but he calls his desire to kill his dark passenger. Yeah, in the show they call it that. So they, times. I don't. Do they continue to talk about it? Yeah, he, he they literally talk about that all through eight okay. seasons. Dark passing because it's almost like another character in the books. Yes, they don't. They don't elaborate on it. They don't personify it to that extent. Like he'll have conversations with himself. Okay. Well, here's the thing. Actually. I, uh, and this isn't a spoiler because they do it from the very beginning. Um, usually, whenever he has those conversations with Harry, yeah, like the first, I want to say maybe first four seasons, there's always like a hazy light around it, like almost like it's a you know a hallucination. Mm -hmm. And then five through eight, he's like, as far as the camera's concerned, they're just straight up filming yeah. him there. 
and they don't make it look different. He looks like for somebody who actually, for example, when I came into the show, I'm like, who's this guy? Amber had to explain to me, you know, that's his dad, yada, yada. He's not actually there, that Mm -hmm. kind of thing. But what I love is I only just now realized this. We'll say, um, I don't know, a few weeks ago when I was watching it as a viewer and as a, a sympathizer of Dexter, you don't really think a whole lot about, oh, you know, that's just he's like having these conversations with his dad. He's just thinking about him. No, what he's doing is he's a freaking psychopath and he's talking to mm-hmm. himself, you know, like it's so weird to think about it. Yeah, I mean, I guess that is that's kind of how they do it. You're right. Yeah, you, I just hadn't viewed it that way because I'm looking at it from a, a film mm-hmm. standpoint. I don't know. It's really cool. Yeah, I don't know. And like characters are totally different in the books. Like they went. Yeah, they I went you me way some stuff. off track from the first season. It, 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 I don't know. That probably had something. Did to you do with finish it. that series? Huh? No, I quit. Did you finish? I quit it? reading them after the fifth one. I bought the fifth one, and it was not very good. So I quit reading them. So I don't even know if they went. How many are there? There's probably more by now because that was years ago. But yeah, that one. That one. The last one I read was about cannibalism. <laughs> Yeah. Yum. Uh, this, and I don't. I don't think that was ever addressed in the show. In the show, right? Oh no, no. Was there ever nothing? Nothing is similar between the books other than the first book and the first season. That's it. They they are completely different after that. Hmm. So, um, on an, in another note, just so we don't uh, rehash this to death, also. But do I understand? Did you beat Witcher finally, Josh? Oh yes. yeah, I really want to okay. hear about this too. I loved it, but I I'll probably play the DLC, <laughs> but but it thinking about it and finishing it up, it it's really uh, I don't know how to explain this. It's it didn't do anything different in my mind. Like everyone was praising no. it, and really even and I will go back. I. I liked the battling and whatnot, but I got bored a lot of times running around the cities and yeah, all the. Like, I agree. I got bored a couple times, and really the story was the only thing that kept me going all the way through. Mm-hmm. So in the end, I did love it, but I think it might have gotten praised a little too high. I think the yeah, I I think uh, gameplay for sure is still kind of whatever. And I've always thought mm-hmm. that from the very beginning. And I almost wish they, they somehow made me or forced me to do more with either alchemy or potions or like I didn't I pretty much didn't touch any of that. I used one decoction the entire game. That's, that's crazy because I, I played around with that stuff a lot. There was this one decoction that every time you cast a spell, you immediately regain vitality. And that's all I needed to ever use. I think this is uh, this is one of those examples of you found the path of least resistance and didn't play around with anything else. Yeah, uh, yes, absolutely. Because m- mixing that with just spamming Ard and knocking people down and running yeah, see, up that's and, boring. and killing them on the ground. It was the simplest and, and, <laughs> solution. Oh, and here's my other problem. It's because you played it on a really hard difficulty. So that's why you thought, I'm going to do this, it works every time. Maybe a little bit, but that would that only worked with human enemies. Like all the non-humans I did obviously have to play around and, and use. But you fight a lot of pretty much human enemies has. in that game. 
You do. You do. But all, all like, the um, monster hunts, I had to actually figure out what to do on a lot of them. And Yeah. Well, those are specific. And, and those, yeah. I will say the two boss battles at the end were fucking phenomenal. They were so yeah. well done. The whole... that That's why I think that game is amazing, is because story-wise, you can always break anything down today into good versus evil, pretty much. It, it mm-hmm. pretty much always goes back to that. It's like the tried-and-true formula of everything. But Witcher still did it really well. Like, I... I think it does deserve that praise. Like the like you said the story was pushing you along. Like that's why you completed it. Mm-hmm. It's not just the main quest. Like every side quest was interesting. Like every one I did, I was like, "Oh, there's something cool about this one." Something. So even if it was a little piece, it wasn't just I'm taking this and I'm going to do this because I need experience. It was I want yep. to see what happens? That's I want to see what happens the, with these the, characters online. The one side quest where you have to assassinate yeah. the king that seemed like an entire game. He, and and here's another thing: you didn't play the first two. He was, was he in, in those? those. Like it, it, it makes oh, a big wow. deal yes. to not have played the first two for sure. Nick, what's uh, what king? Uh, Radovid. So. Okay. Uh, he was. That was more of a thing in the first game. I think. I don't think he was in the second at all. I can't remember. It didn't sound super familiar to me, but he could have been. Because he, I can't. Rem- Redania. Does that sound familiar to you? That's. Uh, it does sound yeah. more familiar. The. I think Witcher Two starts with a battle between Tamaria and Redania. He- I think so also. Yeah, and Foltest is, is the king of Tamaria. King at that time, right? Yeah. And Tamaria loses, yes. right? And then Roach is the guy you yes. work with. Okay. Yeah. It And in 3, um, Redania is pretty much the only one resisting the Nilfgaardians, which Nilfgaard was not in any of the other ones. Um, but they're... Ba- were Wait. they Alex? Yeah, they it was in two. two. Definitely. Most definitely. I couldn't remember. Okay. Regardless, like, the there's a lot of stuff. Are they the bad guys? The what? Uh, they're the bad guys, right? I mean, I guess. Uh, everybody's a bad guy, but. Yeah, let me put it this way. The air quotes, bad guys. You said coming back to good and evil. I mean, it depends on yeah. whose side you're on. But, yeah, and like, yeah. the the Nilfgaardians are the ones that are like basically conquering the entire world of the Witcher. Yes. Like they they yep. are slowly taking over everything. And um it, all of this information is really important. Like e- even if you don't remember all of it, just having experienced it, it was really different for me. Like Witcher 3 was more impactful because I played the other two. Oh, I yeah, and you and I've started read reading. Them. I didn't start reading them until I beat three though really but it's still it, it's making me appreciate it more because it's very true to the source material and that's why i i like reading the halo books is it makes me appreciate that universe yeah. more because they are all tied together i guess i guess i just i disagree that witcher does deserve all the praise it got other than if people were like this is great gameplay it it really isn't <laughs> 
it's it's not that great the best part about it Mm -hmm. is the universe and the characters and whatever that's all that's ever been great for me personally because the gameplay in the first one was garbage and the second one was a little bit better but still frustrating so yeah yeah, and that's yeah, putting it so, mildly. So it that's all it's ever been about, and I feel like I feel like it was overblown for people not interested in the series because they're like, here's a really big budget release, it's a long RPG, it's getting really good reviews, maybe I should check it out. Oh, I have no ties to any of these characters, so it's kind of whatever. Mm-hmm. It's tough to judge that though. But but you basically just said that. Oh no, I I agree with it, but I also don't think someone should not play the game if they don't, if they haven't played the first two. No, I guess I'm not saying that either. It's just, I I think it deserves all the praise it got. And if you don't feel that way, there's probably reasons you don't feel that way outside of the game itself. I agree. That- Okay, that was a good summary. You nailed it. Mm-hmm. Done. Yeah. <laughs> that was real good. It, it, That's exactly what we were trying to say there. Play, playing through it, though, does make me want to read the books. And I wanted to read the books before playing it mm-hmm. anyways, because it, the games are based on the books. It's not the other way around. So I'm interested in reading more about the world. It's it's great. And, and it's written, they're written well. Like, it, it's really cool that whoever translated them into English hopefully got what the all of the meanings and like subtleties were because if they did it it's great like it comes off great i love i love reading it Geralt's a great character like he mm-hmm. he's interesting and unfortunately this is not something we can discuss on the podcast until alex once you get around we'll be able to but nick and i had completely yeah. different endings oh that's fun like it not even not even a subtle difference. Like, totally different. Complete, totally different. Yeah. And by the time I ever get around to it, we won't have to worry about spoilers. Yeah. So that's and perfect. I we'll also think, I mean, not to overblow that, like, we had different endings, but I think there are only, like, two endings, really. So mm-hmm. it's just whatever leads up to that. Like, all the other stuff throughout the game we also had different things too like ma- the main quest lines can branch significantly they just don't always necessarily impact the ending and and that's still cool like there was no need for them to like they're their own little stories since, since we already brought it up on this i, I want to ask who do you remember who killed radovid in your game uh like i'm wondering if that's different if, if any of that would have played out differently well i don't think we should talk about it yeah i don't think we should talk about it with alex that because because it could because it could i think can resolve differently (laughs) so yeah (laughs) the the most fun i had playing the actual game though and i don't this isn't a spoiler i don't think is playing as the the parts you play as series. Yes, she was fun to play with because she's super powerful. It's, yeah, especially at the end whenever you have her three powers. Like the I had so mm-hmm. much fun with that. And it would be great if they made an entire game based on that. Uh that that is an interesting idea. Like an entire game mm-hmm. based on Siri. 
would be so much fun. I hate Apple. That's all I can think of when you say Siri. <laughs> That's true. Her, her full name Cirilla. It. Okay. We'll say Cirilla. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, what did what did the elf call her? It began with a T. T- uh, oh, I don't know. She probably has an elven name. Um, her uh, her origin st- story is pretty different in the books. The different game. from the yeah from the game. I I kind of get what happened, but I don't think they really touched on her. They touched on how her and Geralt and Yennefer got you know together, but I don't think they touched on her actual. Origin. Other than her being the father. yeah, other than the Nilfgaard king yeah. being her father. That's that's not a spoiler, Alex. That's mm-hmm. that's just known in the game. Um, cool. That is not the case in the books. Unless they're going <laughs> to explain it more in the book, and and they just didn't spend enough time on it in the game. But from what I've read so far, it's not even close and her origin is actually a lot more interesting than just being his daughter well i don't think i don't think he'd be the interesting part of that it'd be the mother yes and that's what's not known in game and that's i I kind of can't say for sure how different it is but i'm pretty sure it's i mean you meet they meet the father in the book let's put it that way and i know who it is and it's not and him. it's not the empire. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. But yeah. Unless it plays out differently, it could. It could. Books, I don't know. Yeah. I haven't got that far. But in the end, yes, I loved Witcher, and I will eventually play I, the DLC. I can't wait for that because I'll I'll definitely be done with Phantom Pain. Still got a month. Is it? It's in yeah. October, right? I definitely won't play it then. That's when Halo comes out. Yeah. And the more the more I see about Halo, the the worse it's going to be for me. It's, it's just getting worse and worse by the day. How much time it's going to consume for me? They they have card packs now, a la Mass Effect. Oh, so that's going to be terrible. That's amazing. I'm so happy to hear that. Yep. At launch, they have a thousand cards, and they said they'll they're going to keep adding hundreds more after launch. And they're all rarity. Like I think there's six different rarities. It, oh, it's going to be bad. They're called. Is it just cards. collecting though, or do they serve a purpose? No, no. The cards are how you unlock armor, new weapons, skins, oh, vehicles, sick. Um, different sick. assassinations. Like it's, they're all useful. Outstanding. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can, I can, are I you can a soldier? Not wait for that game. <laughs> still have no. I still have no anticipation for it. I have a. I have a feeling Warzone is going to be the greatest thing. The greatest ever created. Yep, just flat out. Big team battle with enemies and bosses. I do like, think that sounds really awesome. That's the one thing that... I'll be thrilled. I'll be thrilled if I get to use freaking vehicles again. Yeah, yeah I think you have to for that one. That's it? Yeah, I'm I'm saying that with disdain because you never get to use vehicles in MCC. Yeah, that is true. You really don't. Because, I mean, I rarely play big team because it's impossible to get into <laughs> games. Can't believe it still doesn't work. That's hate it. so crazy. I hate it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, mine just continuously says downloading updates. Yeah, and that should make you happy, Nick. From that. Uh-oh. Oh shit! Sorry. Hate it. <laughs> I'm so sorry, guys. I'll mark down where that was. Yeah, that's all right. Just keep going. It came into Google, but um, 
Halo. Shit. What were we talking about? Halo. Oh yeah, he just can't play because it's eternally updating nothing. Mm-hmm. That's insane. Like it, I, I get into the system, I go to matchmaking, and a little box pops up and just says, uh, "Trying to update matchmaking data." And every time, every time, I you know what you probably have to do: uninstall everything and reinstall it. Yeah, yeah, and that's so not worth yeah, it. Yeah, at this point, I don't care at all. I mean, I, I'm even at the point where I'm just going to delete it from my hard drive to clear up space because I don't know when I'll go back to it. 343 should give free codes for Halo 5 for everyone that bought MCC. They really should. Now, don't forget, they did give ODST for free. That doesn't count. That's that's garbage. That's, that's, not, that's nothing that's value not to me. a good... What's the word I'm looking for? Compensation? Sure, yeah. I, I would have rather had $5 than that. Yeah. I would have rather had a full refund for my yes, Xbox and the game. Yes. You guys remember whenever I took two days off of work to play that? And yes. it didn't work? Yep. I'll probably request I'll probably request off the day Halo 5 comes out too. <laughs> you think it's going to work? I tried to mute in time. It, I hate everything. It should work. I don't see it. It has to work. It, it better work. That was loud. Yeah, bike went driving by. We're just having a hell of a time yeah. recording. That's I I want to talk about Destiny. Yeah, something actually it. relevant with Destiny. Yeah. It's, it, it's so good. That's all I want to say. It's a really good game now. It's my favorite game right now. Wow. Yeah, that's it. I haven't got to on. play too much of it yet still. We're talking about the Taken King DLC. Yes, sorry. Expansion, not really DLC. It's like an expansion. <laughs> it's it's essentially Destiny Two, and yeah, they're calling just, it, it is essentially two. Destiny Two. <laughs> and that's so weird. So to to the uninitiated, can you explain the the um, difference there? I guess. So what what they're doing is splitting everything up into years. Um, so it just had its anniversary. It came out last year. So year one's done. Now we're into year two, which started off with the Taken King. Um, I see. And it, and it looks like from the deal with Activision that how it works is there's going to be five launches over 10 years of actual, of like a new game. So my thought is obviously the next thing is going to be the actual Destiny 2 that comes out. Right. Um, but in between these massive launches, so, so Destiny 1, Taken King, and Destiny 2, there's going to be two pieces of DLC between each of those. So like we had the Dark Below and we had uh, whatever the other one was with, about the Fallen. House of Wolves. House of Wolves. And now we have the next major launch, which is Taken King. So we'll get two more pieces of DLC before Destiny 2 comes out, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. So they are working and working on this thing. Pretty much everything that everything that was complained about in year one was addressed in year two. And it's an entirely mm-hmm. new game. Like hmm. Alex, just to give you an idea, you could... You could pick it up right now, and they give you an item that immediately levels your character to 25. Oh, my God. So you don't even have it's... to go through the entire beginning of leveling anymore. It's so crazy. Yeah, and from that point on, it's it's easy to jump into all of the interesting Everything. stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, what makes it fun to play outside of, the, outside of slogging through the campaign, campaign in quotes, mm-hmm. yeah. just to get to the right level, which is what everybody else had to do. And uh, the new subclasses are great, one per one per character. Uh, they completely redid the leveling system. 
all new uh, weapons. All new weapons. All new equipment, rarity changes and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I actually... I used to complain about MMOs having, like, their monthly fee, you know? Mm-hmm. Just for, like, server upkeep and stuff. Even though I never had much interest to play one anyway. That was always a barrier right from the beginning was that I don't want to pay every month just to play this. Um, Destiny is an MMO. It, like, it basically is that structure. That's, uh, so if you look at the initial cost of the game and then what all of the expansions and DLC and whatever cost, it works out to be less or the same as a typical MMO monthly price. The the and season I'm, pass was what $30 and then this DLC was 40. So that's $70 on top of the game yeah. over the course of a year. So that's less than $10 a month. Yeah, okay. So and a typical MMO is like 15. So mm-hmm. if you break it down that way, it's not that big of a deal to pay for these. And that's a great point. I didn't, I didn't even think of it like that. Uh, yeah, I saw I'm not going to take credit for that. I saw people talking about it online, like in forums, mm-hmm. and somebody was like, somebody was complaining about the price of everything, and someone else was like, well, just look at it this way. It's an MMO, and it costs less than typical server prices or costs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, in that regard, I don't plan to ever complain about paying for Destiny again. Like, it, it, breaking it down that way and how much I've played it and got enjoyment out of it. That's like nothing. If you break it down into a monthly price, that's nothing at all. For hours and hours of entertainment that I might not get out of a $60 game. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to throw that out there. Just wanted to yeah, it's, it's, just wanted to it, appreciate It's logical. How it I mean, works. it sounds legitimate to me. Yeah. Bungie has just done a really good job on both continuously updating it throughout its launch as well as addressing any pretty much any concern that the public brings to it yeah not such a good job with treating valued loyal people like marty o'donnell <laughs> i don't think that was a bunch i still thing. don't think I, that, that was, was an activision. activision i think they were pressured by activision yeah yeah all of but that they, seems but to they didn't back him right no they didn't back him and that's my that, to me that's the same as taking them out and I don't it, know. yeah it's it sounds like a whole disgusting ordeal it's just they have somebody breathing down their necks that they can't really say no to. Yeah. You know? And it's so in other words, you're giving you are giving me permission to still hate Activision, right? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was that's what I was gonna say, is it it makes me a little sad that having that playing Destiny is essentially supporting Activision. Well, you can look at anything like that. Yes, yeah. That's just everything I buy is supporting somebody. Yes, there, everything you buy is supporting some capitalist that is getting one over on all consumers. So it mm-hmm. it just whatever you know. Don't get don't get too caught up in that. If I if I was so crazy like that to just not support somebody that sounds gross lately. I wouldn't have bought Metal Gear Solid Five, oh, and yeah, my life yeah. my life would be less interesting without that game. 
So that's, speaking of Konami, that is some serious high praise. Yeah, dude, it is really, really good. That's it. If you're expecting a Metal Gear game, sorry, it's not that, but on its own, it's really awesome. And something yeah. totally unique. For sure. Yeah, and Konami is not making video games anymore. Konami is not making video games anymore. <laughs> yeah, Other what, than PES. Whatever what everybody has been suspecting is happening is confirmed. Which is wild. It it is wild. I just I hope they get what's coming to them. I hope they experience financial hardship. They no, they're not going to. No, that that's why like they're Comcast. comfortable. I doing want them this. to, but they won't. Yeah, they're, that's why it's not a big deal, probably for them to make that decision and say, "Hey, whatever, eat shit." Yeah, they have. And, what I was just gonna say, a year from now, if not a couple months from from now, we're we're essentially never gonna speak of Konami again. They're not gonna be brought up. We're. Yeah, no, they're nothing not. we're going to be doing to follow them. Yeah. So it, it doesn't really Unless matter. they happen to start selling off their franchises, which True. they they might do anyway because this whole decision is absolutely based on money. So if they want to continue making money or grab a little bit more money out of video games, I'm sh- they could sell that stuff. And that would be really interesting. But they may not. They may hold on to it forever. I hope they sell them. I, I after after I like I, I I tweeted about that. I was like, get rid of these, please. After thinking about it, I don't know what I want them to get rid of. Like, I kind of want Castlevania, but Castlevania isn't what it is or what it used to be anymore. Silent Hill. I don't care about those either, but Alex does. Mm-hmm. Metal Gear, I want to be done. I I want this. I want that series to end on Phantom Pain because it is the ultimate Metal Gear game. It may be different stylistically, but I don't ever want to see anything else come out of that. Like I, it, I think this is the ultimate. Metal Gear entry, and an, and an appropriate finish. and an appropriate finish because it it it's mm-hmm. it takes place during the in in the whole plot and lore and everything. It takes place in the one thing during the one time that we don't really know about, and that's Big Boss becoming the villain. And it it's it's here we have it. What else does there need to be? Yep. See, I just like I agree on I agree on Metal Gear. Um, here's what I would want: I would definitely want Castlevania. I don't understand why you can't just make it look exact, make it look and play exactly like Symphony of the Night, except make it another crazy Dracula's coming back story. You know, same thing, nothing wrong with that, and make it with amazing crystal clear 4K, you know, 1080p whatever graphics in 2D. So that's coming. That's what I want. I was about to say that too. Yeah, that's what the, the uh, that's the, what Bloodstained I, I is. I forget the guy's name. Yeah, Igarashi. That's what yeah, that's that. what Bloodstained so, is. It's just not called Castlevania. Okay, and that's fine. So, so whatever. Then I that mean, that's what I mean. But, like Castlevania doesn't matter anymore. Okay, and then for me, as far as Silent Hill goes, I I, I apply I apply all the same logic. Yeah. 
to uh, a Silent Hill game. Just because I mean, I've played all the other ones that came out, you know, like Downpour and um, about the Downpour. one that took place. Oh, what the hell was it Homecoming? called? It took place in the town. Come again? Homecoming. Homecoming yes. Yes. Um, I still loved the subject matter and what the game was. They just played poopily. Yeah. Like just poopily. all you have to do, have the amazing today's graphics, have the same spooky ass, weird ass stuff that's in Silent Hill, but do decent gameplay. That's all. Don't make these, you know, horrendously clunky controls and all that. Like I would, I would still love to see the perfect Silent Hill entry. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably I a good never example big into of that nobody's franchise. really making a game like those mm-hmm. still. I, yeah, I can't think of anything. The the survival sp- horror is kind of dying. I was going to say, the survival horror thing is all but dead. I agree with that. Like, I lament are, that death. Yeah, how how'd that happen? Uh, Resident Evil 4 was created. <laughs> yeah, and and then people, typical people with short attention spans and not caring about con like like subject matter and just need nonstop gunplay and explosions happen. Well, also. I don't know if you can say that because in the same regard, then why are RPGs still popular? Well, those are different. I I wouldn't really compare those to survival horror. Like no, no, no. I wasn't comparing it to survival horror. I'm just saying in general. Well, yeah, I don't know. I don't have a good counter argument right now. No, I don't know. I, I I still think it's sort of like apples to oranges. We're we're talking about survival horror transforming into something yeah. that isn't survival horror, but they still call it survival yeah. horror. For example, Resident Evil Six and Evil Within was basically a and shooter, five. right? And Evil Within, yeah, yeah. Oh my God! Because remember, I started off enjoying it, and then I had the compulsory turret yeah. level. Like kill yourself. I forgot about that game. <laughs> so did I. That's so did my most point. people. <laughs> I still want a, a, another damn Dead Space. Nah. Okay, that's another example. Three. Mm-hmm. Dead Space Three. Three was just a shooter. It was a shooter against other humans. <laughs> what? I still loved it, but yeah, it did. It wasn't. I guess. Typical I guess space. that first game was was kind of more survival than shooter. Oh, I think I, it absolutely. Yeah, I was. think Dead Space One was a fantastic survival horror. I thought it was Resident Evil with new graphics. Yeah. And then two gradually started to get away from that, and then there was three. I'm not a fan of the genre anyway, but still, I mean, it's lamentable. Like. That's just kind of gone. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. just one less thing that could spawn something interesting. Unique. Yeah, like, I have, to to put it the way you're seeing it from, Nick, like, there, there could be a genre that I don't really care about, but I would still like to see it stay around if there are a lot For of other variety. people who care about it. And, yeah, yeah, exactly. The uh, I, You know what? I do have one was... game coming out, uh, Soma, which yep. is the people that made Amnesia. I wouldn't really call those survival horror, though, because the gameplay is you mostly just moving from space to space. You don't have to survive, I guess. Like, you're surviving. I, I, guess, I, don't, I don't... Would you say Amnesia is like a survival horror, Josh? 
what else would you call it? I a horror game. Like you, you're you're just experiencing terror. That's it. I I almost want to say they're one and the same. I you mean, think for so? Me, I, I don't know the way I'm, I'm thinking I'm, about it. I feel like like gameplay wise, they are very different. That's interesting. That's I sort of, I sort of get what you're saying, like, Nick. And what about Until Dawn? Until Dawn, would you? Until Dawn a is a quick time uh, movie that you watch. Okay. Like heavy yes, rain, it's yes, scary. Yes. Yeah. It's yeah. Okay. I think calling something survival horror, there's a component of that that requires a certain type. Like of you have to manage an inventory and resources. resources. Hence the word survival, yeah, okay. which you which I, you don't do really in amnesia and i doubt you do in soma though i could be wrong i don't know um outlast i think outlast i guess i i yeah i I don't know really anything about that i forgot about it too it was was good did you have to did you have an inventory uh i guess your your camera battery yeah you had to find batteries i'd yeah, I'd say that's a survival horror. It it is a it is a kind of weird thing to explain now that I think about it. But yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I can't think of any other Me ones. Me either. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure there I'm sure there's indie ones out there. Well that's what but I was nope. trying to think of too, and the only one I came up with was Soma. looking now are you talking straight horror or survival horror survivor horror yeah wait we're saying we can't come up with survival horror games like, like now like current like that oh, when, oh, how oh, we're saying like, wait, they're what? basically <laughs> dead like there's can't think of anything else right now migmog my brother he's playing uh dino crisis oh, which i thought wow. was one <laughs> dude yeah it's resident evil with dinosaurs yeah i love that game yeah so he's playing that right now Another game that he always loved that I own a copy of but never got around to playing, although I saw him play a lot of it, and very few people know about it. There's a game on Dreamcast called The Ring Terror's Realm. Never heard of that. And exactly, here's the thing. It plays like a Resident Evil, and uh, it came out years and years before that dumb Ring movie. Oh. And it was so funny because that movie came out and everybody's like, oh, The Ring. I'm like, uh, there was a video game about this like five years ago. I wonder. And But nobody knew about it because nobody knew about that game. But it was the same thing. Like she she watched like a videotape or something and then you're supposed to die X amount of time. I wonder if the game was influenced by the original Japanese movie. I'm sure it was. I guarantee you. It, like the even just thinking about the art style in the game. I think for, it's probably Japanese. I'll have to. I'm now. I want to do more homework on it. But yeah, look into it. It's called the Ring Terrors hmm. Realm. Real, really weird. And I loved that the healing items in that game were healing. Gems. <laughs> 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 we're forgetting one that uh, you guys both love. Uh, Eternal. What is it? Eternal. Eternal oh, darkness. Eternal darkness. Yes, well, yeah. I mean, we can think of past examples yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah, I, it's because Josh, I misunderstood you guys yeah. were talking about upcoming yeah. slash new ones. Whenever you but... first mentioned Dreamcast, Alex, I thought you were going to say Blue Street. Yeah, which... Blue Stinger. Blue yeah. Stinger, yeah. Because that was survival Blue Sting- horror. Blue Stinger was survival horror. Yeah. Yep. That game was Most fun. definitely. Goofy and campy as hell, but nevertheless, still survival horror. I want there to be a Dreamcast collection. There isn't? No, I, I don't think so. Yeah, I guess not. 
That is that's crazy. Wait, what'd you say, Josh? A Dreamcast collection, like like oh, a rare yeah. replay, but Dreamcast games. Yeah, that'd be cool. Those those uh those franchises might be not technically owned by Sega anymore or something, because Sega got bought by. Uh, I can't remember. I have no idea. I don't know. Sega Sega hasn't been their own thing for a long time, so they wouldn't. No, nobody what's, would have what's say Sega. <laughs> I'll wrap up on these uh, final thoughts. These are shifting. I'm not so sure. I mean, there were. Here's the thing: there were definitely parts that were supernatural and weird and scary, which is why they could still maybe be survival horror. But, um, Parasite mm-hmm. Eve. Uh, I played the second one, not the first one. I need to play them both. And I might have mentioned these before. I don't know. Fear Effect? Yeah. Oh, my God. Both both of those franchises are so good. Such good stuff. Th- those are honestly, like, looking back on my life, those kind of games from that era of my life were just, like, my favorite. And that was all PS1, right? Oh, yeah. Like, so many of these titles I've, yeah, I've been talking about are PlayStation and ironically even some mm-hmm. on Dreamcast despite it being such a overall flop yeah. of a system. Dreamcast was ahead of its I time. I wish I so yeah. wish I would have been more aware of things cuz cuz I was too mm-hmm. young. But like to experience that Dreamcast launch because that's it was such a flop because nobody knew it was coming out. Yeah, and like it's how true. how did they mess that Poop up marketing. so bad? No idea. And it would have just been really cool to like be like to know that was happening cuz the only thing I remember about Dreamcast was I knew a single person who had one and it was some mm-hmm. like weird thing that no one talked about. It was just like, "Oh, you're yeah. you're unique because you have a Dreamcast and like what is that?" <laughs> That's a talking point about your yeah. personality. As a kid, as <laughs> a kid, was yeah. The Dreamcast lifespan. I don't even know like I couldn't. I couldn't even tell you the the time frame that thing was around for. I would. I would have been late nineties, maybe, or so. So yeah, like nine, late nineties. Back came out. Came out in ninety eight. Okay, perfect. I was eight years old in ninety (laughs) eight. And it was it was discontinued in two thousand (laughs) one. Wow, that's crazy. Three years. Very crazy. Yeah. 99 in North America, Josh. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yep. Okay. So less, that's even less. Yeah, that's right. Wow. It only sold 10 million units. Funny to think about. Because yeah. can you really can you really see... I mean, now, now Nintendo might be on its way out the door in some fashion. But yeah. I wonder if somewhere down the road... Xbox or PlayStation would ever disappear. I kind of don't think so. I I don't think so. It's funny to think, though. It is technically included in the same generation as PS2 games and Xbox. Yep. It's funny. And the thing with Xbox and PlayStation is uh, Microsoft and Sony. They're backing of major corporations. Yeah, like Dreamcast and Nintendo were simply that. They were video game consoles. Yeah, Nintendo is Nintendo. Mm And at one point in time, it was like a toy maker or something, but yeah. Speaking of systems, 
I saw the other day that GameStop is now they're re- yeah. Did you see that they're they're refusing to sell any system digital bundles with digital with mm-hmm. a digital code in it. Yep. 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 I don't. I don't care. I don't know. I don't care. I think it's uh it's going to be fun to see where this goes. Yeah, I do. That's what I'm excited about, Nick. I, I at this point in my life, I don't even know why. I have a vendetta. I just, for some reason, I want to see them get screwed. I don't know why. I want to see them get screwed because they... They want to screw consumers. They do. They so I want screw So consumers. I want them to get screwed. That That is my problem with them. Do you... They're, they're not only piggybacking off of the creative side of developers losing money. They also prey upon their consumers. Mm-hmm. So, like, they, they are... They're, it's a sick business. Yeah, I just... I just picture like disgusting fat rich guys around a table and they're like, everyone's so digital. I'm intrigued. That that is what I want to suffer. All right, I have I have a couple points on this. I want to ask one. Do you guys think you you feel this way because of your employment with GameStop? Maybe I don't know. And I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't really see. Or understand the argument of, of why you guys hate GameStop so much. I don't. I, I, just, I just I said. prefaced my whole argument with that. Yeah. I don't either. Oh, Actually, okay. my, I came up with the reason. Oh, I, of, I know why. I don't like that they take money away from the creator. You know, like... Oh, they, yeah, by, by doing their own middleman used game thing. They are a middleman only profiting. Yes. Like but there are so themselves. many other companies like that. And hell, if in it, video games? It, well, not even not just video games, but anything. Uh, well, I don't care about. We're not talking about anything else. Everything else is already corrupt. You know, <laughs> like video games are still kind of they've been they're established. It's been around for a long time. In compared to other things, they're still kind of young. Yeah, that's I so agree like with that. Uh, there's no set standard on how the business works. I know I don't want it to work like GameStop does it. Yeah. In in what sense though that that they're buying games that people don't want to resell them used? Yes, it's a good idea. Like I'm not faulting them. They, we are in a capitalist society. They saw an idea and went with mm-hmm. it and succeeded. That's great. He I don't want to support like it. it. That's all. Yeah, yeah I don't. Yeah. I don't want to support that's them. All. <laughs> it's that simple. Yeah, I mean, I don't buy used games at all. I I never will. But, yeah, but I, I haven't bought it. Either. The only re- I bought Vanquish used because I didn't have much of an option. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah. Like that, you probably end up paying a premium for weird people who like prize a new co- a copy of that. You know. Yeah. So. Yeah, and like, and again, I just uh, for me, it's a combination of Nick's sentiments plus my <laughs> argument. So that's the other thing that I I just hey, hey deal with it. Deal with it, and if you're such a smart capitalist, then go ahead and do something else with your business model. Evolve, because things change. Yeah, and that's why I think, just in general, in general, their their decision to do this is like gonna be fun to sit back and watch. Yeah, they might end up shooting themselves in the foot somehow. Yeah, especially with how many like if you look, if you just look at the at Xbox, how many system, how many bundles they have right now with digital games in them. Oh, it's an undating. There's, there's, <laughs> there's just too so many. many. <laughs> and then also think um, in the future the the Halo system. So are they not going to sell the Halo system now? No. Remember, there's an there's the uh, 
choice to get the physical copy. No, but, right? but no, you have to you have to do that through after you buy the after you get the code. Yeah, you're not going to be doing it through GameStop. Mm-hmm. It's going to be through three four. So they won't they won't be yeah. selling that that console now. Well, not well. Here's another thing: the console and the Super Collector's Edition of Five. It's the same thing. It's not doing it through games like Three Force Three said that you can't exchange it, right? Right, but they did. Yeah, wonder. I'm sure they're still going to sell the collector's edition because they're specifically talking about consoles. Yeah, you would. You would think so. Because, I mean, but it, but then it, then if you think about it, like, where's the logic in that? It's the same. Where thing. is the logic in that? Because <laughs> they don't make money off of consoles anyway. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And they sell so many. They sell all digital codes there too. Like. You can buy. You can go in and buy uh, essentially arcade games. Okay, yeah. that's my final answer. I hate them because they're a bunch of babies. Yeah, <laughs> I mean it. It's their way of trying to survive. It's like the them starting the whole retro game thing again mm-hmm. too. Like they're they're looking for ways to stay relevant and acquiring Think Geek. Mm-hmm. Now yep. the the retro thing, I do think it was a good idea on their part. Quite frankly, just because. It, other than something like eBay, there's no real other way of getting old games. I think it would be fine if they actually, if they're Had actually a standard strict. of quality. Yes. Yeah, if they focus on quality, which they won't. Which they don't and won't. Yeah, they, yeah, they, they did say won't. they don't. So yeah, that I agree with. Okay, that's another reason I hate them is how they've always handled everything about their use process. Oh, let's take this pile of they nothing just, games. Yeah, from they this, just want to flip it. It's yeah, not, for this white from this white trash piece of garbage, and they yeah. all smell like smoke. Let's let's give this guy the same amount of money that we would give Alex, who trades in something that you can't even tell has ever been used before, mm-hmm. because that makes sense. Or or trading in something with no case, like there's no. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, same all, okay. Of selling, there we go. Yeah. I just needed time to stew, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> we needed to talk out how yeah. vile they come off. We, that's right. We did need. We needed to talk it out. <laughs> so, so in your list of most hated companies, Alex, are they up there near Comcast? Oh, they're, here's the thing. I, they're not even relevant to me anymore. Like I don't. They, I, I think exactly. Yeah, like exactly. For me to hate something, it has to be relevant to my life. Like Comcast, they are very relevant. Mm-hmm. The. Uh, that's my point is that I don't step foot in GameStops. Yeah, I, I don't either. I really like, and, and haven't. haven't really. Yeah, Nick, even getting your Taken King, you like completely avoided having to go into that store. Yeah, and and I was I was only forced into giving them that sale because I had gift cards. Mm-hmm. You know, like it wasn't I wanted to avoid going there as much as possible. There was no reason for me to be there. I I am embracing digital everything wholeheartedly. I'm I'm getting there. I I'm getting there. You know what I've said, and I probably even said it back in our early podcast days that I will always be a physical person, but I'm also Same. gradually beginning to embrace the digital. It's all three of us. Yeah. All three of us have uh, gone through that transition. I mean, I'm starting to get it. Like, it, I mean, to be honest with you, it'll be a burden off my shoulders. The thing is, I wish it weren't gradual. I wish tomorrow they decreed we're no longer creating games. It's all digital now. Yeah. That would be perfect <laughs> just because then I would yeah. there'd be no collecting, there'd be no reselling. I, I would just I could just pay for what I wanted and then forget about it. And even yeah. it's it's even starting to transition into possibly books for me now since I bought one of those little Kindle things or uh, Amazon things. Yeah. I can, I can, although I do, you know, that's 
that sort of comes down to like the reading preference thing. And there are certain, there are certain literary things that I, as I discussed in the last mm-hmm. one, that I just feel are, it's almost irreverent to not have a physical book around for. Yeah, I'll still but, buy like the Game of Thrones books and any Chuck Palahniuk books that come out, but like the Witcher books and probably the other Halo books, I'll probably, I'll just buy them digitally and read them on that. Quite yeah. frankly, it's easier. And it's something else, something less that I have to lug around on my moves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. That's good for you, Josh. And that's it, very practical. It, it's already started with music for me. I've I've been using Bandcamp to buy albums that I want, and it's it's so much cheaper for some of the artists I listen to too, because they just take however much you want to give them. And yeah, and they're directly profiting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that too. is very cool. So instead of yeah, spending just... like fifteen or twenty bucks on the record, I, I just give them five bucks and download it. I don't remember the last time that I did any sort of music organization. I think, I honestly think it was a subconscious defense my mind put up because it's like, Alex, don't waste time doing this because there's going to be a point in the future when you will be able to access whatever you want from wherever you want at any time. And it's starting to get there anyways. So Mm -hmm. I'm glad I haven't really done anything with that. Yeah. I still buy things and collect things in terms of that, but... I haven't bought It's different. Something. Music's different for me. Yeah. Yeah, for me, like, there's no... There's no living artists that I care about giving money to, really. I mean, maybe a, a few. Like, I remember I bought John Mayer's album. <laughs> he, The last album I bought was Born and Raised. It's a good album. Mm-hmm. I oh, will always so have a soft spot in my heart for John Mayer. Yep, totally. Modern day Eric Clapton. Yes, yes indeed. Well, I don't have anything else, unless either of you do. Nick, you were about to say nope, something. I'm bone dry. No, I uh, I was going to bring up something about Metal Gear, just because it's really fun and bring it's it up. quick. Um, the whole Metal Gear thing, the series itself, is about walking tanks with nukes. Mm-hmm. In Phantom Pain, you, at a point, develop nukes. There is this new thing happening online because there is there's an online aspect that brings your individual base in conflict with other people's bases. It's it's the forward operating base stuff. It's really interesting. You can not infiltrate somebody else's base if they have a nuke and you do not. It's like it's like a barrier of getting higher level people from wasting time trying to infiltrate your base. There is a community that has sprung up based around a hidden cinematic that people found in the PC version of the game that is technically not included in the game. You're not going to ever see it. It People think it's technically the true ending of the game, whatever. You're never going to see it other than people now think that once you disable... All nukes across the entire community, it'll unlock. (laughs) So there is a movement of people that have banded together and are seeking every player out that has nukes and working together to disable their nukes. Okay, I love this. This, Yeah, it's insane and I love it. this this. This also spawned a rival group that only wants to build nukes. 
And this is the funniest thing ever because it is Metal Gear Solid related. Yep. It's such a storied franchise. It has all of these weird parallels between the games and reality. And now is like, again, the ultimate culmination of that story. Of what Metal Gear is really like, all about. We, you, There are real people working to disable nukes and produce nukes in real life. All and the in time. a game, and it, like it, it is fascinating. Yes, yeah, and that, and meanwhile, that is what's happening in re- all in the, the time. real world, in real life. Yeah, yeah. like it. Ugh. Kojima, why did that? Yeah, it, how? I don't how do you, know. How does he? How does how does someone <laughs> come up with this? I don't know how most of Phantom Pain exists. <laughs> like <laughs> everything that is. Within it and surrounding it is one of the most intriguing video games ever. Maybe you know it. It is. It's. It's. I insane. haven't even touched it, and I agree with it just from a franchise perspective. It's. It's just insane. It, it's all really, really cool. So that was it. That was it. That was a fantastic final plug. That yeah, makes yeah, me that, very happy. We're going to end with that. It's just insane. Yeah, it really is. And go buy that game. Yeah. I'm even more excited to start it now. I think you'll love it. But, uh, all right. All right, thanks for listening. Yep. uh, Yep. See you next week, then. Yes, and uh, subscribe to us on iTunes and leave us a review. Get at us on Twitter, at 2v1podcast. Yep, and then each of our individual Twitters are on that one. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Okay. <laughs> Adios. Yeah, I was I, I thought that was it. <laughs> yeah, me, yeah, no, that's <laughs> Alright, I'm stopping. <laughs>